With the first pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New Orleans Pelicans, with the second pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Memphis Grizzlies select. With the third pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the New York Knicks select. Welcome back to NBA University. It's been a while, but we're just going to jump right in. The draft is going on right now, and it is the fourth pick, right? I think he's... Yep. So, um, Shams just tweeted out, DeAndre Hunter is getting selected by the Atlanta Hawks. We've talked about this for uh, a week or two now, that we felt Hunter was going to end up with the Hawks in some way, shape, or form. Um, what do you think about the fit there? I like it a lot. I think a couple of the boxes the Hawks needed to check off during the draft were uh, wings and bigs and defenders. And I think Hunter obviously has a wing and can play a little bit of the four in the small ball lineup. Uh, and a great defender and a guy that probably more than anyone improved his draft stock uh, on the Final Four weekend because... A lot of people had Jared Culver as like this rising star, and then they faced each other in the championship game, and DeAndre Hunter definitely won that battle. Um, so I think he was very impressive in the Final Four and showed that he's a little bit farther along offensively than a lot of people thought he was. Um, but from day one, he's going to be an instant impact defender and bring basically everything the Hawks t- need in a, in a guy like that, um, play a lot of defense and just knock down an open shot and has a pretty good mid mid range game as well, so I think the Hawks, uh, they might have given up a little bit more than I was hoping for, but I think they got the player that they needed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. They had to go defense. You can't add much more offense to that team. Uh, so I think defensively, that was the best way to go. I think he's a much better. I guess I wouldn't say much better, but better defender uh, than Jared Culver would would be simply because of his. Position versatility. I think he's going to be better at the four. Uh, it kind of, I think he's going to be a similar role that Aaron Gordon plays for with the Magic. Uh, just sort of follows around the best wing, the wing player, uh, and defends them. And will play. I think should play more four on offense, uh, just because he's limited putting the ball on the floor. Not going to break anyone down that way. So. Um, playing the three kind of limits their offense if you can't take someone off and tack it at close out or uh, run a pick and roll. So I think his best work will be done at power forward for the Hawks. And he's 6'8", 220 with a seven two wingspan, so like he's got plenty of flexibility with where he's going to play. Oh, yeah. I mean, standing next to John Collins, he's probably the same size, <laughs> basically. Um, maybe an inch and a half shorter. But... I think he fits in really well with that young core. Uh, and I think he was their best option at number four there. The thing I worried about with him was that he was going to have to go to a team where they needed a scorer and they were going to rely too much on him. But with Atlanta, he can just go be himself and play defense and let offense come to him. So I think that would be huge for him because, I mean, if he is limited in something, it's his offensive game. So to be able to grow and like be the probably the fourth option on Atlanta next year uh, at any given time, really. I think that would be huge for him. Well, when Atlanta drafts Goga at number 10, um, <laughs> he'll be the fifth option offensively and really thrive in that role. So, um, 
but yeah, I, I think he, that's a, an excellent fit. Um, couldn't have done better there. And the trade, again, do you have what the trade was to get up to four? Uh, eight, 17, uh, what's their, 35. And then they took back uh, Solomon Hill, 57, and then four, obviously. And they have to give up a 20. They're giving up the Cavs next year's first-round pick, which is a little difficult to give up, I think. But Hmm, I didn't know that. So it's the Cavs pay. Is, does it yeah, ca- have protections on it now? Uh, I don't know that. I would imagine... I feel like it has to because that should be a pretty good pick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a lot to give up. I think the thirty-fifth pick is kind of kind of hurts simply because I think there's a range in this draft that kind of falls off. But I think is very back end back end heavy where you can get a lot of value. Um. So it looks like Darius Garland is going over five to Cleveland, which is bizarre if they keep him. Uh, but anyway, I, I think 35th, you can get a lot of good players there. I mean, you could get a Bruno Fernando, another guy that would fit in very well with that Hawks core. But um, to move up, get DeAndre Hunter, still keep that 10th pick where um, I said just a little while ago that I want Goga go in there. Um, but they can get their their starting center there. So that tenth pick is the um, from the Luca pick or Luca trade last year for Trey. So I mean, obviously not directly related, but they're able to give up that eighth pick to go get DeAndre Hunter because they have the tenth pick and they feel good at that spot. So if you want to look at the grand scheme of things, they traded the chance at Luca more or less for uh, DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young. Yeah. And, and, I mean, you can Which, conceivably add 10 in there as well because you're not getting two first-round picks uh, if you don't make that trade. True. So three young guys against versus one, as much as you and I both like Luca, I think that's a, a smart move. Um, and Travis Schlenk really showing how smart of a, a GM he really is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, let's move on to the fifth so, pick. All right, go ahead. Yeah, so the top the top four went well. Top three went exactly as everyone expected, and then the fourth pick after the trade for Atlanta it went as expected. Um, and I think each team got their guy, and each team hit a home run with it so far. I think there's an argument to be made that well, at least I'm in the camp that the Knicks made the best pick of the draft by just not messing up and taking RJ, who I think will be the best player in the draft. The Pelicans have a highlight reel ticket seller that has every tool in the books and has a chance to turn into a, an absolute superstar if he just keeps continuing to learn and grow. Uh, and the Mem- Grizzlies were sold on Ja, who has a chance to be a great player as well. So I think there's a lot of superstar potential at the top, and each team got their guy, which is, is a pretty nice feeling for all those GMs and coaches out there. Yeah, and I think Memphis got a – Got their point guard after trading Conley. Uh, it's kind of tough to trade a veteran point guard when you're just drafting a rookie point guard because that position is so difficult to transition to. A lot of times you see the best point guards had someone that mentored them 
Yeah, I think Jaw's gonna really miss out on that, but it makes sense that he got a really good haul from Utah, getting all those picks. I think the picks are more valuable than the the players they returned, uh, and I include Grayson Allen in that. I don't think he's very, very valuable there, but um, also just on a lighter note, on ESPN for the draft when the Knicks were up. Bobby Marks has like his team needs for each team, and for the Knicks, it was everything, and then in parentheses, starters and bench. <laughs> <laughs> so RJ definitely helps him out a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, the the Knicks basically have a blank slate here. They can really design the roster they want and how they want. Uh, that's good and bad. I think if it's any other team, I'm really happy about that. If it's the Knicks, I get worried. Uh, I think. They're prone to being in the spotlight and wanting to be good because they're in a big market, so making some immediate moves to um, kind of, what's the word I look for? Really hinder, be their, good. <laughs> well, hinder their future. Yeah, I think, I mean, we'll talk about them later on, but I think, honestly, best case scenario for them is Hope that KD wants to play there, sit him out all year long, let RJ just learn with a huge rookie learning curve, uh, hopefully probably be pretty bad again next year, and then have another nice lottery pick, pair him with RJ and a healthy KD and see what happens. But we'll get there in the future, because <laughs> technically the NBA offseason hasn't really even started yet. We've already got chaos. So. Yeah, and I think it's going to continue. Uh, Woods said it. He expects... Um, an extraordinary amount of trades and it makes sense because it's very up in the air there's teams with clear needs there's players at every position Um, guards are a little light so you'll see people trading up to get them Uh, but wings and bigs there's there's plenty to go around and I think uh, you'll see a lot of teams just kind of moving up trying to get their guy that they they keyed on and it's been interesting I mean Teams have locked on to guys, and it seems to be different guys for each team. Like, for example, Darius Garland had his crowd. Kobe White has a different crowd. Ja has a different crowd. Like, it's different teams for different players. So I think a lot of teams will end up making fair trades just trying to get their guy. Yeah, so to move on from the expected into the unexpected, which was Darius Garland so far at five was – not him going at five wasn't surprising to me, but him going to the Cavs is pretty surprising. Um, I just saw a thing that uh, Colin Sexton already said he loves the pick because he thinks they can turn into Dame and CJ. I think that's a little aggressive, but um, I think we haven't seen a ton from Garland. I'm sure uh, if you're not like a religious basketball fan, um, you might not have ever even seen Darius Garland play, but he has a ton of offensive ability. He only, I think he only played, like, what, five games at Vanderbilt this year? I think it was four. Either way, not no more than four. Yeah, less than Kyrie. That's all we have to say about that. But um, he, he's he got a great offensive game. He can really shoot it. Uh, he's not a – in my opinion, he's not a great playmaker for other people. I think he's a good playmaker for himself. But um, I think he's more of a scoring, like, sh- shooting guard. Uh, so if Sexton wants to take on the – handling and distribution role, which he probably should since he's a limited scorer. They can definitely uh, work together well, but um, I don't know. This one was a little curious to me. I don't know if they were 
just taking the best player available or what they're thinking, but I feel like they have other needs. Yeah, I think the confusion for me is that their sizes, like Colin Sexton, Sexton six foot, like he he may be six one on a good day, uh, and I think Darius Garland's what six three. Um, yeah. If that, so when you, they're comparing to Dame and CJ, like both Dame and CJ are six three, maybe a little taller. Uh, and if you're expecting them to score like Dame and CJ, you got another thing coming. Yeah, I mean, they, they were prolific scorers for four years in college. In college? <laughs> yeah, and then they sort of came in and they have insane handles and really good jump shots. Garland's got a great jump shot. Uh, Colin Sexton got a lot to work on that with um, shooting and just offense in general. Uh, he's a good defender, but again, the size kind of concerns me. And, I don't. I can't see Garland guarding many shooting guards in this league, um, just simply due to size. So I don't. I don't know. I don't see them playing well together. So I think they should look to trade because I know Garland was a hot commodity for a lot of people, especially late in this draft process, doing workouts for teams. So. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna defer to guys that scout for a living because obviously I haven't watched a ton of Darius Garland but I know that like Mike Smith is very high on him and um he was the I think he was he was the number one coming out of high school I think he was like top top 10 or something but he was definitely number one point guard and then uh this is like a potential draft basically like (laughs) nobody saw him play a lot against legit competition so um there's obviously a lot of people out there that think very highly of him and his skill level definitely is very, very high, but um, I'm going to take a wait-and-see approach just because I don't know enough. Yeah, I, I just think the the only reason I like it for Cleveland is they're going to stink next year, no matter what they what they do here. Uh, I think they're playing the long game here and taking a shot, so I can't fault them for that. And I, I think they anticipate getting... Um, James Weissman next year, you know, so fit in. If for those who don't know, he's the number one player coming out into college next year. And stood there and clapped and started yelling, "That's my boy!" <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just had a little technical difficulty. Welcome to NBA University, where that happens every time. <laughs> um, but we lost Zach, and I was just saying, I just anticipate. Cleveland playing the long game, expecting to get James Weissman next year. A very active big that number one in uh, high school rankings right now. Uh, so I, I just think they're throwing away next season already. But One thing I will say that's kind of weird to me is that Beeline isn't necessarily a point, like a small guard type of guy. Like, if you look at his teams, he usually scores through the three and four positions. And the shooting guard really doesn't come into a big play in his college systems, at least. So, um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. He likes to play a little bit of a point forward, have guys initiate offense from the wing. But, yeah, we'll see with Cleveland. Um, the sixth pick, sixth pick, whoa, hold on, sixth. Jeez, <laughs> just came in and it's uh, Jared Colbert to the Timberwolves. Um, 
So both you and I are pretty low on Jared Culver. I think he's going to be a fine player. Uh, certainly not going to be a bust or anything like that, but not some of the hype that he's getting. Not Definitely not his comparison, his own comparison of yeah. <laughs> um, Kobe Bryant. And who was the other one? Uh, Jordan, wasn't it? No, it was... Kobe and like T-Mac? No. I'll look it up. Whatever it was, it was bad. Not going to happen. Very um, bad. I like Jared Culver. I think he's a a good player. It's just he feels like there's something missing. Um I mean, we we were high on him when we were talking about it with our college stuff, but that was because he was basically carrying the weight of the world in Texas Tech and was outstanding. And then the more we watched, especially in the postseason, the more we realized he's got very limited offensive game right now and has a really long way to go. Uh, I think he really struggles to get his to get a good shot. I think he's kind of slow with his moves and slow with his jump shot and. Uh, I think he has a very long way to go offensively. Obviously, defensively, he's pretty good, um, if not great, and will make an immediate impact. <laughs> but to put him next to Andrew Wiggins is asking a lot out of Carl Anthony Towns to score the basketball next year. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting dynamic, um, how they shape the rest of their roster. But uh, I think, like you said, he he's slow into his moves. He's... He completely transformed his jump shot from freshman year to sophomore year. Um, so it's still taking time for him to get a quick release. Uh, and I just think he lacks the ability to separate the, from the defender. Uh, and that's only going to get worse in the NBA. I think it's going to take him a long time to be able to be able to navigate a pick and roll. and um, It's going to be at least four or five years before he can start isoing somebody consistently. So... Um, we're pretty low on him compared to everyone else. I think it's a fine pick at six um, to Minnesota. Hopefully, they can get Wiggins off the books and try to try to get something for him and, and rebuild through through a few oh. times. But. Kobe White, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So if you don't pick up on that, the Chicago Bulls just selected Kobe White, <laughs> Zach's favorite player in the draft. Um, I am very much more optimistic about Kobe White than Zach is, but he definitely has his flaws. It's going to be an interesting backcourt with Kobe White and Zach Levine. Um, oh, my God. Can we get two basketballs? <laughs> yeah. I think in order for the Bulls to be successful with that backcourt, it's got to be playing up and down and getting having Wendell Carter be a playmaker, Laurie Markkinen be a playmaker, uh, and just not necessarily a warrior system where those guys are coming off screens, but having them be secondary playmakers where they're getting the ball and attacking a closeout or. Um, not necessarily initiating the offense through a pick and roll with them. I mean, I'm fine with Zach Levine doing the pick and roll, 
Uh, but Kobe White, I think, needs to just be playing in transition uh, and playing fast. Because uh, if he's not playing fast, he struggles in the half court. Who um, is who would start at the... Oh, Otto Porter, right? Would start at the three? He's yeah. still there, isn't he? Yep. I mean, they got so, a really you know, solid team. Yeah, they got a ton of talent, and they're young. But I, I feel like there's no... Like, if someone averages over three assists a game, I feel like that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I mean. I, I, that's why I think Wendell and Lori have the most playmaking capabilities on this team. I think Kobe White can get there, but like I've said multiple times now, the point guard is the hardest position to play in the NBA. So being able to take some of that pressure off Kobe um, and Chris Dunn if they keep on if they keep him and don't trade him. But I, I mean, my my reservations about Kobe first and foremost, I don't think he can play a lick of defense. I don't know if he just doesn't want to play defense right now or that he's actually just incapable but as you've said a hundred thousand times the defense is like 99 percent effort um so obviously he could be a good defender he's very athletic got good size um but that's one of my major reservations and then my second one is that i think he's actually not very good with the ball in his hands i think he's better well i guess not very good with the ball with the ball in his hands trying to make plays um, if you look back to when they played Kentucky, Ashton Higgins more or less made him look like a reserve. And then Trey Jones did pretty well against them once. Kobe definitely got the better of Trey one time. I will say that for sure. But um, I don't, I'm just not comfortable with him with the ball in his hands uh, too much yet. So for him to be a starting point guard in the NBA is a little scary to me. Um, I do think he is more of a volume scorer than he is a consistent scorer. I think he's going to have a lot of games where he really struggles and doesn't necessarily break double digits, but I think he can also have a few 30-point games as well. Um, so at this point in the draft, I don't. I guess I'm not too worried about the pick. I think this is kind of the gray area for me where there's like a lot of guys with high upside but also super big risks. And I don't think Kobe is necessarily a huge risk, but I don't think that he's – going to be as good as people think he will be. Yeah, and my only frustration with, especially this range, like the top eight, top ten picks, is when teams pick for need, not best player available. Um, because you you end up wasting a pick there, basically. Because I, I, don't, I don't think the difference between Kobe White and a second-round point guard is that big. Whereas if you're drafting the best player available and then just figuring out from there, like, for example, I would have took Cam Reddish here uh, and, and been ecstatic for that. I, I think even though you have Otto Porter, uh, you have Zach Levine, I think you can't, you never have enough wings, especially long shooting wings that can defend. And I think Otto Porter couldn't have been a perfect mentor for a more perfect mentor for Cam Reddish. I mean, they're very similar size, similar uh, shooting ability. I think Cam just needs some guidance, and that would have been perfect for Chicago. Worry about your point guard and free agency or second round. Try to trade up in the second round to get Carson Edwards. Um, I think there's a very, very small difference, if not Carson's better than, than Kobe White. So I always get frustrated with that, so... But moving yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. Just for reference, I have Kobe White as my 27th player on my big board, so that's significantly different from seven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's... And like I said, I mean, there's so many... Uh, so many guys that are similar to what Kobe White can bring that are going to be available the next time the, the Bulls pick. And before someone says it's because he went to Carolina, shut up, because I have Cameron Johnson higher than that, so buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> no, you tend to be pretty, pretty even. I have my guys. Yeah. I have my guys. Yeah, Luke May is certainly not one of them, but. <laughs> Dude, if he gets picked tonight, so help me God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but right now the Pelicans are on the, the clock, and I think they can go one of two ways here. Cam or Jackson Hayes. Um, Give me Cam, baby. Put the Put the whole Blue Devil roster down there. Yeah, I mean, I would not not be mad at that at all. I guess. And also, th- they have no shooting currently, and they have no bigs, really, besides Joff, who's not a defender, which is very well documented. So both of them would work out, and I think whichever one they go, you can't really fault them. Um, I, would, I think I would lean towards Cam because, I, I mean, if you watched Duke at all last year, Zion was great, but could you imagine with Zion with some space? And in the NBA game, he's already going to get more space as it is because there's obviously defensive three seconds and just better talent on the court at all times. Um, but to give him just one hopefully consistent knockdown shooter, which is what Cam should be and I think will be uh, with a little tutelage, but I would go with Cam here. Um, but I don't think you can go wrong either way. Well, I think you have to go Cam here and looking forward to the 17th pick. Like I said, take the best available of this range, and then as the later rounds go, start to look for need a little bit more. And I think the amount of bigs that are available at that point, I mean, you got Captain Gelly, you have uh, Nick Claxton, um, you got Lucas uh, Sam, Samanich, uh, Goga might be still there, you have Bruno Fernando. I mean, there's tons of bigs at that point where you can maybe reach a few picks to grab in, in the later rounds, or later uh, first round. So I think you have and to I think, win here. I think in this draft, the top the top end of it, there's like really minimal good shooters, or at least consistently good shooters. And I'm not for any stretch of the imagination saying that Cam was a great consistent shooter this year, but he is probably the best shooter at the top of this draft. Um Maybe DeAndre Hunter, but I even think he's inconsistent. So I feel like they have to they have to go Cam, and then like you said, go Bigs later, um, or just try to sign a big. I don't know, get like a Brooke Lopez to stretch the floor. Who knows? But um, yeah, I feel like this has to be Cam. Yeah, Cam, or if you're playing the long game. But I don't. I think David Griffin is trying to be competitive. But if you're playing the long game, play draft Sekua Dumboya. I mean, he has a probably the highest ceiling. Um, but also, you never know. Um, but, I mean, he's got great, great size. Nearly 6'10", probably still going to grow. I mean, he's one of the youngest, if not the youngest, guys in the draft. Um, and his improvement with with shooting and, and what he's put in work, like work ethic wise, he's at the top of the, the class here. So 
I wouldn't be mad at that pick. Um, someone other to consider Jackson Hayes if you're going to go big. Uh, I think that one makes sense. But, again, that, that limits the amount of shooting on the floor if you're playing Jackson and Zion together. Yeah, it, well, it's just said there's uh, Pelicans are still discussing trades for eight, so feels like they probably aren't really thrilled with anyone here. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is still a pretty good spot with the people available. Cam Radish, Jackson Hayes, Sequoy, P.J. Washington, I think. This is early for him, but it's someone to keep an eye on around like the late lottery area. Um, so, I mean... I don't know. I guess if you don't like anyone here, you got to try to move out of it. But you also just moved into this spot. So I feel like you did that knowing that at least somebody would be interesting. Well, a team to look look here is uh, Charlotte. I know Charlotte was desperate to, to move up, try to get somebody. And I think Cam sort of fits what they were looking for. Uh, but again... You never know with Charlotte. I like Mitch Kupchak a lot. I think he's a good GM. But with Jordan, you never know what happens. I know they're big fans of Rui. And a lot of mocks have hit Rui going 12 to Charlotte. So uh, I think that would be a mistake. But we'll get to that later. Anyway, I think Charlotte's a team to look out to see if they trade up. Jackson Hayes. Ah. <sighs> Don't like, I, <laughs> that hurt me too. <laughs> the it's bizarre to me how people far people have fallen off Cam. I mean, it's the Kentucky syndrome where you you don't get big enough sample sizes throughout the season of them on the ball or them showing showcasing what they can do. Uh, it happened with Devin Booker. Uh, and I can certainly see Cam putting in close to what Devin Booker's at right now. Um, but yeah. I mean, listen, Atlanta was very high on Cam, and Atlanta's sitting at 10 with Washington right in front of him at 9. Ooh, I don't know that they would pick Cam. <laughs> I got a feeling Atlanta walks right into Cam Reddish at 10. If they, if Atlanta, if Atlanta gets DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish and at four and ten, um, I I think they win the draft without without seeing anyone else. Um, and just for reference, Atlanta moved up to four and was still deciding between DeAndre and Cam, thinking obviously they'd only get one of them. So if they walked into both of them, I think Travis Slank would hang up the phone and run and hide for the rest <laughs> of the night. Yeah, and I mean, so Tommy Shepard um, is the is who Ted Deonces is going with for the Wizards GM. It's been there a while. Um, actually, was a professor at Georgetown for me. Um, really smart, really intelligent. I think he's going to do a fine job. But with that being said, I, I don't know if he's going Cam here. Um, I don't know. I, I know the Wizards have been locked with Sekou Demboya for a while now. But we will see. Um, and just a little uh, catch-up here. DeAndre Hunter worked out for the Hawks a couple weeks, or like a week ago, I think, and then canceled all their workouts and basically told Atlanta that's where he wants to play. So that's another match in heaven for both sides, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, what Atlanta's doing is... 
is really impressive. Um, I mean, they're getting best players available while also hitting needs, so. Um. Dude, I'm just thinking about Trey, Kevin, Cam, DeAndre Hunter, and John Collins Potentially <laughs> on the court together next year. This And, like, to be honest, it's, if you think about the Thunder when they were young, having Russ, James Harden, Jeff Green, Kevin Durant, um, Serge Ibaka. I mean, it's it's very similar to that type of team. So. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna wait till it happens. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's all it's all happening, unfolding in front of us. So I'm just excited, excited for a young team. But with with Washington. So what what do you think? For, yeah, what do you think for Washington? Um, I, I don't know because they. I mean, their front court is really thin. They like Thomas Bryant, but he's definitely a, a fifth starter at his absolute prime. Um, they don't really have much um, in their in their front court, but I think this is, is Jabari's a is Jabari a free agent. He has a team option, which I'm sure they're going to decline because it's for $20 million. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a lot, right? Um, oh, Whoa. my gosh. That is an <laughs> awful pick. <laughs> <laughs> so the Washington Wizards just selected Rui Hachimara, the ninth pick. And I think... Travis Schlenk probably had a better reaction than Alvin Gentry did when they got the first pick. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? <laughs> that is going to go down as the worst pick in this draft. Uh, Here, let me go first. So, I'm a little higher on Rui than you are. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a great NBA player by any stretch. Like, I don't think I would have picked him in the top ten really in any scenario. Um, I think he brings a nice offensive game that can make plays. Uh, he's not really – he's kind of like a tweener. He's not a wing player, and he's too small to really play in the post at the NBA level. So he's kind of positionless uh, in the negative sense of the word. Um, but he can make plays with the ball in his hand, and he's a decent finisher at the rim. Um, but to pick him in the top ten I think is extremely aggressive. That was awful. Like if you wanted, if you wanted him, I would have traded back with someone that wanted Cam or something. Because I'm sure there's someone that wanted to get up to get Cam. Uh, trade Boston. I... <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, that, that was a head scratcher. <laughs> so I know we talked about how you have these big reactions. I didn't think I was gonna have any, but um... <laughs> yeah, I didn't think you were going first. I thought I was for sure going first. Jeez. See, my... One, it's the people who are on the board that are, like, shocking that they take him, but... And everyone in the world thought that Rui would be the second Gonzaga player being drafted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Brandon Clark's certainly a better a better prospect. Um, so my issues with Rui, like you said, everything you said, 
I, I just think defensively he is not gonna be, he's not an NBA defender. Uh, I think he has he can get to that where it's just his footwork is so poor, especially in pick and roll coverage. Um, I don't know. And then offensively, I just I was actually talking about this earlier. I think he's closer to Tyler Hansborough um, type of <laughs> player. Where he's kind of has that awkward athleticism, where he's strong, can't really jump that high, but um, yeah, just kind of blown away by that. I don't know where he fits in the NBA really, because like he's he can't shoot it outside the paint, but he can handle it and he can make plays. So like I don't really know, I don't know where you play him or and how you play him, play with him. And he gets caught with his head down a lot, where he just kind of like makes up his mind. He's trying to get to the rim, and he's not overly quick. Where a four is not going to be able to stay in front of him. So, and to be fair, he's still learning how to play. He's only been playing for a handful of years. He's to be where he is already is outstanding, and hopefully he keeps going and has a has no ceiling whatsoever. But um, it's rare to see such a project uh i think with like a pretty low floor and a relatively low ceiling to be drafted this high with a team that needs significant help right now yeah yeah and i mean bradley beal is probably gone probably gonna trade him let's go so atlanta got let's go got cam reddish and they are they have to be. So you want to meet them next year? Because I do. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> I can't believe Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> Home run, baby. Let's go. Hell yeah. Oh, that feels great. <laughs> That's unbelievable. They're going to score 150 next year, but they're going to need to. I mean, how do you get... Because I think, for me... That's two of the top six players for me. Yeah, I have the exact same thing. <laughs> That's outstanding. <laughs> and what's, what's wow. even more insane is it's a league of wings right now, and they got the two best wings outside of RJ. <laughs> right. By, like, a wide margin, in my opinion. Oh, man. In a, a very light wing wing draft. I would say. And that was a major need for them was wings. <laughs> that can defend and shoot. <laughs> Man. <laughs> what a home run. Travis Slank has absolutely dominated this draft for two years in a row right now. Yeah. I mean, to get Kevin Herter at 17. Wait, was he there for John Collins too? Or 19? Uh, no. Uh, possibly. Actually... Because if he was, that's outstanding. Man. He should charge like a consulting fee to draft for people. <laughs> he should just give... I would be flying to Washington and give him, give him whoever a high five right now. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You can more than happily have Rui. We'll take him. Man. Wow. I can't believe that just happened. They literally were going to take possibly think about taking Cam at four. Like, they were juggling both of them, yeah. and they wound up with both of them anyways. And, you know, it's funny is if they did draft Cam, DeAndre Hunter goes off the board real fast after that. 
Uh, I'll, so, uh, obviously, you guys know that we're pretty connected to Kevin, and he's on uh, the stadium right now. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it, but it's like a new sports app kind of website, um, kind of trying to take off with Jeff Goodman's, like, the main guy of it. But uh, Kevin is on it tonight, and Jeff just tweeted, Kevin Herter's reaction is coming up next on Hawks taking Cam. You're going to want to see this. So I'll let you know what happens. But they played together on the U19 team, and uh, Kevin is one of many people that said Cam Reddish is one of the best scorers that he's ever seen or played with, at least. And I told Michael this earlier, but they interviewed a bunch of high school recruits that will be playing college basketball this year, and they were asking him, like, who's the best, like, who's the hardest player you've ever had to guard? And without hesitation, every single one of them said Cam Reddish. So. Cam got a short end of the short end of the stick in uh, at Duke with being the really fourth option on that team because Trey obviously had the ball in his hands all the time, and then you have two of the best players in the draft um, alongside of him. So I'm telling you, you're going to see a, the real version of Cam, especially on this Atlanta team where I think he fits in seamlessly. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy that they got him uh, this late in the draft. So. Yeah, I, I think Atlanta crushed this one, but with Phoenix Phoenix on the clock now, uh, interesting that they've traded this far back. Uh, don't no guards really in this range. So yeah, I I think at this point you just got to take. They need a four, so Brandon Clark um, help out defensively. I think that having him next to DeAndre Ayton will be really helpful for Ayton. Uh, Ayton has flashes of defensive potential. But oh, then... my God! What? Cam Johnson? <laughs> no, that's a typo. What? No. No, that's not right. What just happened? How is that real? Uh, <laughs> what is going on? If Cam Johnson went before Cam Reddish, I would have lost my mind. I, I, I don't have much to say on that one. Listen, Cam Johnson is going to be – he's Justin Jackson, but a little bit better. Justin Jackson was taken way too high, in my opinion, to the Kings a few years ago. Cam is a better scorer than him. Probably not as – definitely not as good of a defender as him. But to take, to take him in the lottery is unbelievable. <laughs> That's a guy that I would have taken around like 20 – like to Boston around 25, like somewhere around there to a good team that needs a – Another shooter, basically, is what I was thinking. I think that not a team that is looking for a lot. The earliest I think I had him in any mock was nineteen to the Spurs. Yeah, I have him at twenty twenty five on my big board. So very early for me. Really early. I think you you know what you're gonna get from him, and that's fine. You get a high yes. floor player. Um. But no, I, I think that's very, very shocking. I have a friend that's a King, that's a Suns fan, and the whole week he's like, "Please just let Brandon." Once they trade out of six, so this whole last season he's like, 
please let Brandon Clark be there at 11. <laughs> well, it was there. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I And I don't know if you saw one of the tweets. It just said um, that the teams were impressed with the shooting in an open gym, empty gym. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on. Like, why? I got we... two things better for you. So... Bleacher Report just compared Cam Reddish to Nick Batum, which tells me they've never watched either player play basketball before. <laughs> and then Chauncey Billups compared Rui to Kawhi Leonard. So we're off the hell of a start here in top 10 picks. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Why do they let people that don't watch college basketball talk about college basketball? I don't understand. Like, yes, it's the NBA draft, but it's all <laughs> college players with international players as well. Listen, I respect the hell out of Chauncey Billups, but I know for a fact he doesn't watch more than a handful of college basketball games. So for him to talk about the tri- like these players and compare them to people is crazy to me. Yeah, no, that's 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 I I'm I'm losing words here. So, I'm just blown away right now. How did we just get Cam Johnson and Rui off the board in the top eleven picks? <laughs> well, Charlotte just lucked out and. They can't shoot themselves in the foot unless, who knows, maybe. What the? They're probably going to take Nas Reed. No, Casey Akpala is probably going next. (laughs) Then he's going to choose to go back to college. (laughs) Yeah. Well, at this rate, I feel like Kyle Guy is going to go in the lottery or something. (laughs) Yeah. Are we just firing off shooters whenever we can find one? Uh, Yeah, well, I think... I think some guys to look out for soon, soon, um, is our Tyler Hero and I think Darius Baisley is interesting. Um, I think yeah, he, I got when when we get there, I got some stuff on him. But um, my guy to look out for, not saying he's going to be picked soon, but I would be if I'm on if I'm a GM for anyone, I'm picking him. Is Nikhil Alexander Walker who I've oh, been yeah. ridiculously high on year round? <laughs> I am hoping. Alexander Walker ends up in Orlando. That's my my hope. I think with him and Markel Fultz, it would be such a fun backcourt with all the length that they have on that team. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of playmakers, a lot of scorers. That would work out nicely. And it brings another shooting dynamic that the Magic desperately need. Um, oh, my God. Do you see why? So the Phoenix Vice President of Basketball Operations was recruiting Cam Johnson at Marist when he was the head coach at Marist, and now he just drafted him with the 11th pick five years later. Holy moly. (laughs) How do you go from getting a kid at Marist to picking him? Like Cam's great. I can't say it enough. I like Cam Johnson a ton. But the 11th pick in the draft is holy Jesus. Yeah, I mean, his peak is going to be the fourth starter on a good team. I just don't. I don't. I don't even know if I should make predictions for who's going to pick who now because I, I give up. So Charlotte, right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they take Nas Little. Um, what do they need? They're more of front court. Anything, right? Front court and wings. Um, you think they go PJ? PJ's interesting. I, I have seen. I think I do have in one mock have PJ going to to Charlotte, but. I think they they're gonna go with a wing, and Little's probably gonna be the answer. Um, for me, I think I think Little's a little like like Rui. He like 
doesn't fit anywhere and doesn't do anything well enough to, I don't know, to make, like, a huge impact, but he's super athletic and, like, has potential. It's just he doesn't have a jump shot, he can't play in the post, and he doesn't defend, but yeah. he can handle it as a big. So, like, what do you do? Yeah, he's just very raw, I, I think. I mean, he's kind of similar to Stanley Johnson, just maybe not as good of a defender. Yeah. But, I mean, I see them going there. Uh, if I were them, I would probably be deb- debate between Brandon Clark and Lankford and P.J. Washington. For myself, I'd go P.J. I think P.J. Has, I think PJ is perfect for today's NBA and his development into a little bit of a jump shooter this past year was, I think, exactly what he needed to do. He can handle it. He can play defense. He's aggressive. He can rebound. He can shoot it. I think PJ's a very nice player here. Yeah, yeah. PJ's going to be successful in the NBA no matter what. Um, just think he's that type of guy. Also, they just they just announced the Cam pick on TV, and Jonathan Gavoni just said that the most recent talk had Cam sliding into the early second round. So there's that for you. <laughs> so we got Charlotte next, then Miami. So Miami's interesting. I think Miami takes Kevin Porter Jr. just because I don't like him. <laughs> well, I I heard Kevin Porter Jr. is the one likely to slide the most. Um, he should. Yeah, he's just a tough player to evaluate. Um, he has all the talent in the world. Just you don't know what you're gonna get from him. I mean, yeah, he's he's really athletic, but he's I don't even know who to compare him to because he's he needs the ball in his hands to be successful, and he's he's kind of like a Wiggins to me. Like he's just more athletic than anything, and that's going to help him be at least relatively successful, but I wouldn't really, I don't know. It's not a guy I would take personally. He's like a combination of Wiggins and uh, uh, Kelly Oubre. Yeah, I could see that. But for me, uh, my number one shooting guard, I guess, if you put RJ as a small forward, um, is I for me is Langford. I'm just really high on yeah, Langford. I've been for a while. I like him too. I mean, he's kind of started to slip a lot, which I don't think is too fair. I know he doesn't have a really well-rounded offensive game, but I don't see how he's significantly different from like Dwayne Wade when he was younger. Um, I mean, he's a good-sized guard. He's really athletic. He can defend. He's a great finisher. Like, he's on par with RJ. I know I opened your eyes to how RJ finishes in traffic. Um, Langford's really close to that. Not as skilled as RJ in that aspect, but he's one of the better finishers in this draft of, of everyone. Um, I mean, I think, I don't know, for, for the Hornets, I think he... I don't know how well he fits with Kemba because I feel like Kemba needs someone that can stretch the floor. But if Malik Monk can step into that role this year and help him out there, then Romeo would be a really nice fit. That's like a better version of Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, I think what people, alarms people is just 29% in three. Um, I think a lot of that is he played injured for a, a lot of the season. And then uh, Indiana really had a uh, shrunken court. I mean, there's not there wasn't many guys that could shoot the ball uh, on their teams or shoot consistently enough. Whereas he had the ball in his hands a lot of times, most of the clock, and he's taking a lot of tough contested threes, so his percentage is not going to be that high. But when he's less of a focal point in the NBA, he's going to be very, very effective, especially in, in transition and, like you said, finishing on the rim. I think he was top three at um, field goal percentage or at, at the rim. Uh, so I just think he's built to be successful, and he. I mean, he has a shiftiness, and with him being lefty, it's a little, a little more difficult to defend. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think Charlotte's the best fit for him, but um, I think Miami would make a lot of sense there. Listen, this is these next probably ten to fifteen picks. You got a better chance of throwing a dart at the wall and figuring out who's getting drafted than you do of actually predicting this stuff because this is the area where. There's some guys with crazy high potential, like you talk about people like Bull Bull. Um, I don't even know who else. <laughs> Brandon Clark. Um, PJ has really well, high potential. We nailed it. Who we got? PJ Washington. Nice. I like that one a lot. That's a really good pick. I think uh, Washington saved Charlotte from shooting themselves in the foot, but uh, I think them getting PJ Washington is an excellent, excellent pick. I, I'm stunned that PJ wasn't more highly rated. Uh, on, I mean, I'm just looking now. Jay Bills has him at 10, so that's pretty high. But Or 12, sorry. Um, but I felt for sure that he was a lock of a lottery-type player, and I saw a lot of people with him late in the first round, and that was a big head-scratcher to me. I think he didn't get nearly the credit he deserved this year. You don't – John Calipari, I'll give him credit for one thing, and it's that he doesn't sugarcoat what he thinks about guys – and when he picks a guy to be the go-to guy on his Kentucky teams, that guy is usually pretty solid. And this year, that was P.J. Washington. Um, last year, he relied heavily on Shea as his point guard, and you saw how that worked out and how good he's been already this year for the Clippers. So when he picks a guy, that guy usually has himself a heck of a year and then ends up in a pretty good spot in the NBA. And that's P.J. for sure this year. So I think the, the Hornets crushed that one. Um, for me, I think... I think PJ should have even gone higher, especially with the last few picks. But, um, yeah, for Kemba, I would be very excited if I was Kemba for that um, and then try to fill out the rest of the roster the rest of the draft. But PJ is a great great player and going to fit the NBA really well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no more to add to that other than PJ is going to fit really well. Uh, I think, I mean, him, Miles Bridges, Malik Monk, they're going to bring back Kemba. I think that... It's a nice little core there. Definitely see them making the playoffs next year. Um, so let's move on to Miami. I think. Um, who do you who do you want as a Miami fan? Um, that's a good question. I they need a lot. Well, as we've talked about, they should suck. Like they should just commit to that. And they're not, so uh, I guess I'll throw a little. Well, for me, it's not a reach, but a lot of people, it is. 
Um, I love Keldon Johnson. I think he doesn't get nearly enough hype this year. Um, I know he doesn't have a ton of ability offensively. I think he's a pretty good mid-range player, and I think he can create off the dribble. I think he's a lockdown defender. And um, at this point in the draft, there's not like a ton of other guys that I would love ahead of him. I think this would be a nice value spot for him or Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Those are two of my – those are pretty much my two highest players left on the board. Yeah, I think I, I have Keldon going to Miami here, but – and I, I like – I would applaud that pick for Miami. I think that would make sense. Um, I don't get why he's – like I've seen him in most drafts, I've seen him in the late 20s, and that just – is mind-boggling to me. Like he didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion. I know he didn't shoot it from three very well, but he wasn't supposed to. He had Tyler Hero as the shooter, and PJ took a lot of shots as well. Keldon was kind of the afterthought, even though I think he was probably the most talented player on the team. Yeah, no, I, I think Keldon. The one I like about him is he's able to fit in. Uh, he kind of adapts his game to what what's needed. Whether that's exactly defending. I mean, he had plenty of games where he scored in single digits but defended and really helped the team win by just doing the things necessary. So he's a guy that as you see fitting in and getting minutes right away and um, definitely making an all-rookie team. Um, Also, not to go back to what we were talking about before, but I just saw something pretty funny. So Cam Johnson's older than Devin Booker. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that one. Who was drafted four years ago? <laughs> Just so we're on the same page. <laughs> wow. All right. Anyways, back to so around Miami. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think they can. They're in the best position. Their best player available position. I think. Um, and for me, it's those two wings. I think if they want to go big, they can go like a Brandon Clark. But I don't love that next to Hassan Whiteside really. Or uh, so or I think. Well. Yeah. That's just... I think they need to go wing. I don't think they have... I mean, Josh Richardson can score, but I think they really lack the ability to score the basketball. So I guess I would lean Keldon Johnson more than Nikhil. Um, But there's not a lot of scorers to be had in this range. I mean, you can reach for, like, a Carson Edwards, but I think that would be a bad decision for Miami. Or I guess Tyler Hero, but I wouldn't do that either, I don't think. Someone I really like that is going to go way too late um, is Ty Jerome. And I think he could fit in with Miami yeah. pretty well. Uh, someone who can handle the ball, make plays for others, but also be a spot-up shooter and, and knock it down and has the ability to defend as well and has great size for, I mean, he's nearly 6'6". Six, six. Um, so I like that there. I wouldn't be shocked if they go Tyler Harrell here just to bring more shooting. I think that's what kind of Miami struggles with. But. I mean, I've every <laughs> every draft I think I've seen like the last two weeks had Tyler Hero going to Boston, so I don't know if he makes it that far. But obviously, if he does, that's probably what they're gonna have. Yeah, I don't know. Miami's an interesting spot because they they're the big market that can get free agents that want to play there, um, but their cap situation it's better. It's still not good. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of shocked they didn't offload this pick with Hassan Whiteside. Yeah, after he opted into that massive contract. 
I mean, I didn't even think he wanted to be there because he's been complaining he can't shoot threes for the longest time. Yeah, I, I think I wouldn't be shocked if they come up to the stage of the trade here. Um, Actually, I could see Miami falling in love with Nas Little, to be honest. Stupidly, but. Who knows? Maybe they go Sequoia. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's still on the board. I forgot to put the the international dudes in my final list. So. Oh, well. <laughs> if I skip over those guys, I apologize. <laughs> well, whoever gets, if he goes 15, he's going to be great. Because it's just some guys, notable guys that went 15. Um, Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, I just think he's going to be a very good player. Just because of the way he works. Um, Tyler Hero. Nailed it. Look at that. Kind of. We got Kentucky, right? It was just the wrong guy that we thought at least. Well, I did say I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler Hero goes here. Yeah, because they're dumb. Because <laughs> his team is better than them, but that's all right. If I was uh, Atlanta there, I would have took on Whiteside and drafted Goga or Sakoa Dumbuya. Who's next, Boston? So Boston's on the, full, on the clock here. Yikes, what do they do? They need a big Brandon Clark. You think? Uh, yeah. Or you think they go crazy and go bowl bowl? I think it's between Brandon Clark. Um, I think they're gonna wait till they're one of their twenty picks to select bowl bowl. Um, so I think Brandon Clark, Nikhil Alexander Walker, um, maybe Kevin Porter. I don't know, it's difficult because Boston, I mean, they went from we're going to resand Kyrie, maybe get AD, try to make a championship push, to now they're almost in a rebuild in a matter of days. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think this draft pick will say a lot about what their, what their mindset is. If they go... Um, Sorry, it looks like the Thunder are trading the 21st pick. So teams move back into the first round. So that... Atlanta? For Bruno? Come on, make my year, will ya? Uh, well, I mean... They could do... They could get 21 and Steven Adams. Don't you want Baysmore? Doesn't somebody want Baysmore? <laughs> I like them a lot, but Jesus Christ, it's enough. Well, we got too many wings now. To be honest, I can we're the Celtics all of a sudden. I can see the Thunder doing twenty-one Stephen Adams for Baysmore and future stuff. Maybe Spellman. Isn't that too much for you guys to give up, though? That I, mean, I say you guys lightly, since Nuggets. No, I'm just an NBA fan. Um, <laughs> but they're trying to get rid of salary, try to get under that, and. Baysmore's making 18. Atlanta has, has 12 million, I think, in cap space, so they can absorb that Steve Adams contract. Um, the rest of it, so I think he's at like 25. Um, 
I mean, that would be unreal if Atlanta could pull that off. I think <laughs> I think Schlenk gets executive of the year right on the spot if he pulls that off. Even if they go, even if they go zero and eighty-two, I'm still good to give it to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if I'm Schlenk, I'm doing everything I can to get Stephen Adams. Oh, for sure. Um, I'm telling you, they just need a breathing human being that can play in the paint, like defensively in the paint. They have everything else covered for right now. They still need a backup guard, but other than that, Romeo, let's go, Boston. Nice one. Ah, I hate that Boston picked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it looks like it's a rebuild. Um, three good, three good wings again. Four, I guess, if you want to include Gordon. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes sense for Langford there. Uh, they got they got the shooting there. Uh, and they needed more guys that were downhill players, I think. Um, too many mid-range with Jason Tatum. Uh, Jalen Brown just kind of is a transition player. I think Lang- Langford's good in the half court. So that'll be good for Boston there. Um, so who's your who's your highest guys left? Now that we're at the end of the lottery and we've had everyone picked. Um, so Goga is my number one left. Um, right after that would be Brandon Clark, Sekou Dumboya, um, Keldon Johnson. And then Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Sorry, I'm doing this from memory, so I'm just looking through. So those are the big ones that are left for me. Who do you got What's left? your – who is the oh, – I have the – so my top two are Keldon and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Then I have Brandon Clark, uh, Nas Little, Bull Bull, and then a bunch of, bunch of random people. <laughs> Who's your who was the lowest rated person picked for you? Uh Rui. Not Cam? No, I have Cam. Johnson. Right I had Cam at twenty seven or twenty five, sorry. Kobe at twenty six. I had Tyler Hero low. I thought he was gonna be a early well, I would have picked him early second at least. I don't think he's gonna do a ton in the NBA. Um but I had him pretty low. He was my lowest. At thirty-five. Yeah, I, I I didn't. I'm not a big fan of Hero. Um, Hero's all over the board for Detroit. Me. Yeah, Sekua. It's a I, good one. Great pick. I think what Detroit did with that trade was robbery from Milwaukee. Um, getting Tony Snell is still a very very good role player. Um, in the NBA, I think Detroit really landed. I don't know how Sekou fell this far, but uh, getting him, and then now they have the thirtieth pick as well to really um, add some more. They're probably going to go big there, and if they're able to get a guy like I don't know Bruno Fernando or Nick Claxton, I think they. They have had a really successful offseason. 
Um, so I would I would like to see Atlanta find a way to get Nick Claxton. I think he's going to be a star. A star. Yeah, I think he's really good. It's just tough. Like you don't know their like. I can't tell if he works hard or not. I think he does. I mean, he's got he's. I'm not comparing him to Anthony Davis. I'm saying the way he grew up is like Anthony Davis, where he started as a guard and then he all of a sudden was six ten and it was like, okay, now I got to be a big, but I have guard skills. I think that's just perfect for the NBA right now, obviously. Yeah, I think he can make an impact right away because he can guard pick and rolls and he can contest shots and he does a lot, a lot on the court while he's out there. Um, he definitely needs some work. I mean, he's far away from being how good I think he will be, but I think he's worth a shot somewhere around here. Because, I mean, for me, once you get Keldon and Nikhil off the board and Brandon Clark, you're kind of in no man's land for me here. So, I mean, once the 20s hit, even a little bit before that, like 17, 18, I feel like you got to start just picking somebody you feel like you can work with and see what happens. Yeah. I'm very interested to see where Okiki goes. <laughs> you know, he's going to go to the Warriors just to make you mad. I know. But I guess that doesn't matter so much anymore if that team isn't the same. Yeah, so... Um, so who was your lowest pick that was drafted, player? Who was the Todd Hero? Yeah, Hero and then Kobe White. Um, who do you like? I still, I had really just outside the lottery, but I still think he went too high. <laughs> yeah. Um, who do you like for Orlando here? Oh, shooter probably, right? Yep. <laughs> there isn't one, so I hope they need something else. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll go with Nikhil. I like that with. Fultz, like we were saying earlier, a nice a guy that I think he would take a lot of pressure off Fultz to distribute and let Markel kind of just do what he would rather do and score and basically be as aggressive as he can be, and then Nikhil can kind of run the show and distribute the ball and get other people involved. Um, and defensively, Nikhil's really good. I think I think that would be a perfect fit, to be honest. And he's long as hell. His wingspan fits nicely for those that. But whatever the wall is they have in Orlando, you got to have over a seven foot wingspan or whatever. The heck. <laughs> I'm telling you, that's my dream matchup or dream fit for Nikhil Alexander Walker. Think he fits. Who was there too this past year? Evan Fournier. Oh yeah, and I feel like he'd be nice coming off the bench as like a the scoring option. Yeah. Oh, I know because I mean their bench typically Wesley Owundu comes in for. Um, for Fournier, or um, they had Terrence Ross and Jonathan Simmons uh, for half the year. Um, I mean, I watched Fournier give the Hawks a, a nice 35, <laughs> like it was nothing. But, I mean, to think of like a Mo Bamba, Aaron Gordon, Jonathan Isaac, Nikhil, and Markel Fultz, I think that's a playoff team for sure in the East. Yeah, and I think they're they're knocking on the door of the top four in the East, so... Um, I think they just got to stick with their identity. Uh, Keldon fits in well here. 
like that fit a lot. Um, I mean, I think they have. <laughs> oh, what happened? Jeff Goodman just asked Kevin to break down Sequoia's game, and Kevin's face went blank. <laughs> then he's like, "I'm just kidding." <laughs> you could you could see the instant that Kevin was ready to leave. <laughs> Oh, that was good. <laughs> All right, anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> I mean, I was just looking who else. I mean, Ty Jerome would fit in nicely in Orlando. Um, I think they just have to stay in the, the backcourt and try to get a little more shooting. But. Who, who are you surprised now that has missed the lottery that you thought was definitely a lottery guy? Well, we'll say cool. He, I thought he should have been lottery. Brandon Clark, surprising to me, um, and even Goga. I, I think Goga, I thought had a lot of buzz, and thought people really saw um, what I've been seeing for two, two and a half years now. Um, but yeah, I mean, those are the. I think those are the ones that surprised me. Um, who, who surprised you? Missed. I mean, what I personally would have had would have been Keldon and Nikhil go in there, and I think Brandon Clark I probably would have just barely snuck in. Um, but like looking at who was picked, uh, like I wouldn't have had Rui in the lottery. I wouldn't have had Cam Johnson, and I probably wouldn't have had Tyler Hero. So I mean, I guess you can take those three, and I honestly wouldn't have had Kobe White. But I guess you can take those three or four guys out and put in Nikhil and Brandon Clark and Keldon Johnson. Um, one guy I'm shocked that didn't somehow get picked as Nas Little. I wouldn't have personally had him go that high, but to see Rui go that high, I think Nas is better than Rui and brings a little bit more than Rui does. Um, so to see Rui go so high and Nas fall out of the lottery when, if you said that before the season started this past year, people would have looked at you like you were crazy because Nas Little was honestly competing with RJ to be the number one pick in the draft before anyone saw any of them play. So that was very surprising to me, but I don't disagree with it. Yeah, no, I, I don't really disagree with it either. But just looking at this draft, so it looks like Brandon Clark's really going to slip. I think he goes to Indiana at 18. Um, unless someone trades up for him, but I think he slips even further. Because I think Pelicans, I mean, they have to go have to go wing. You would imagine probably not as little. Golly, is that some athleticism on that roster? <laughs> Holy God. Lonzo's going to be throwing lobs that are going to be scraping the top of the roof. Yeah, I mean, the Pelicans, they're going to have a real solid team. They're going to surprise some people because they'll be in the playoff hunt for long, past the all-star break, in my opinion. Oh, you want to know why the Hawks traded the eighth pick? Why? Because it's never, the last, like, 10 years, it's never resulted in any, or no, sorry, last 25 years, it hasn't resulted in an All-Star game. Wow. That's interesting. And it was Jackson Hayes this year, so let's see what happens. I think he's in a good spot, honestly. I think he fits with the Pelicans really nicely. Yeah. So I think he's got a good shot. Well, I mean, I think Jackson Hayes just ultimately turns into Steven Adams. Uh, if he puts on some weight, but that type of player just rebound, catch lobs, 
block some shots. And that's a, that's just going to be his job. Um, but looking a little bit more ahead, so we're at. Uh, who's actually on TV? Because I'm not watching it on TV. Commercial. <laughs> Did like Langford just get picked? Yeah. So who's? Uh, yeah. So we're at Detroit, right? I think. Yeah. So Dumboya is going there. So Orlando. We got a little ways. Um, who's after Orlando? Pelicans, then the Pacers, and then the Spurs. Pelicans, Pacers, Spurs. Whoa. The Suns will not pursue D'Angelo Russell. What the hell? Why not? Why did they give up every opportunity to get a guard and then not sign the guard that everyone thought they were going to sign? A lot of weird stuff's happening in the Suns' front office. Um, Their owner, uh, not a great owner. Puts his hand so, in too much. So tight, he squeaks when he walks. <laughs> um, I vote her to be the owner. Just saying. If I got a vote, that's what I would vote for. Yeah, and then Ryan McDonald doesn't do much either. James Jones is still trying to figure out as he goes. Yeah, so, I mean, they just... I don't know. I feel like there's three people tugging at the rope. In different directions. And they just said, land wherever they land. I, <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, oh, so who did they draft? And then I saw again, it's Cam Johnson. Scratch my head. <laughs> and Dario Saric. That, I guess that'll make it a little bit better. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot they got Saric in that trade. So I like that for Phoenix, though. Uh, they needed to stretch four. Dario Saric is one of the best ones uh, that was available. So, I think he fits in nicely. They still need a guard, though. Yeah. and Devin's a great playmaker. Uh, I don't like him constantly making plays because then that takes away from his offensive game. But I just don't get why they wouldn't have gone with D'Angelo. It just makes too much sense to me. He's best friends with Booker, and they probably – well, I'm sure D'Angelo would like to play with him, so I just that doesn't make any sense whatsoever in my opinion, but – We'll see. To be fair, I do like D'Anthony Melton. Um, and Eli Kobo, you don't know what you're going to get from him. So he could turn into something. Um, so I don't know. I think they, maybe they go Ricky Rubio in free agency, but I saw it Indiana, I think, right? That's who Rubio is linked with. Yeah. And that makes sense. They need a, they need a guard. Alright, so since we're probably going to do this for the whole first round, since that went kind of quick. Yeah. Or at least some of the rest of the first round. Oh, whoa. Kiki at 16th. Jeez. No way. I mean, I like Okiki, but that's early. Very early. In the, For a guy that won't play most of this year. Makes wow. me think they're picking for somebody else. But, I don't know. I don't... That's a guy that wasn't going to get drafted. That wasn't even going to test the waters before the NCAA tournament started. Yeah. I mean, I, I like him in the NBA. I think he's going to be a solid, solid player. But if 
I'm Orlando. I'm trading back to get him. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson tried to beat Shams to that one, and he lost in Woj. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I've, I've noticed Jordan Clarkson is trying to do that lately. <laughs> Sources tell JC. Well, you lost, JC. All right, so now that we're going to probably have to wait a while for whoever's next, New Orleans, right? Yeah. No, wait. Oh, yeah, because Atlanta. Jesus, it says Brooklyn, but it's really Atlanta's, which is really now New Orleans. God, why can't they just make the trades official like the NFL does? It drives me crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so who – Give me some second-round guys that – or guys like late first round, just some sleepers that you're high on. Lou Dort. <laughs> Saw that one coming a mile away. I, I mean, since – what was that, November? Um, I since just, we covered the Pac-12. Yeah. <laughs> or before that even, actually. Yeah, it was, it was when they played Kansas. Um, that guy, I mean, he just plays with so much heart. He has the size. He can defend – um, he's got a lot to learn about the game, but uh, I'm definitely betting on him. Um, another guy like uh, Matthias Thibault, that he's just an unbelievable defender. I think he can be like a Thabo Cephalosha type type of player, um, but being late late first, early second, I think that's a great value there. Um, uh, I'm really high on Bruno. I think he's got the size, the mentality to be a really effective player, and he'll probably end up going in the second round. Um, Dylan Windler's interesting to me. Just highly productive at Belmont. Uh, does a lot. But I guess I like a lot of guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's good. Lou Dort's uh, teammate, Zylan Cheatham. He's someone that can impact the game defensively, brings a ton of energy, can be like a Corey Brewer. Um, and then Trey Waters from LSU just feels like he just knows how to control a game. Very good defensively. A little small, but I think how smart he is as a player. Just think he brings a lot of value to the team. So those are some of mine. <laughs> what about you? Yeah, I like all those guys too. Um, but I'll, since you went back to the, the first guy you really ever said, I'll do my first guy I really ever said, and Juwan Morgan. I still still will die on that hill. I don't care if he does, goes undrafted, doesn't play a minute in the NBA. I'll die on that hill. I truly think that he could be like a Draymond Green with a more advanced offensive game. I think he's really, 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 really good. And I think if he falls into the right hands and gets an opportunity, he's going to be a freak. Um, and then... This guy is another guy I've been secretly high on and haven't said a whole lot about him. Honestly, I don't even know if I've ever said his name on this podcast. I don't even know if I've ever told you about him. But um, I <laughs> uh, I struggle with this one because he drives me nuts when I watch him sometimes because he's so damn talented, but he doesn't do enough, in my opinion. And Benny Boatwright from USC, I think he has all the game in the world to be such a good NBA player and be a stretch four score a ton of points he's athletic he should be able to defend even though he doesn't really sometimes but mentally he always just checks out and like he's got a little bit of cam reddish in him like sometimes things don't go his way and he doesn't he doesn't really know how to answer to that 
But if he could ever just put it together, this dude has all the talent. I think he can be an absolute freak in the NBA. Um, so I would love to see him go to a really good situation and kind of slowly figure it out, play a few minutes a game his rookie year, and then really get his opportunity. But I think, like, basketball-wise, there's not many people in the draft I, that are farther advanced than him in terms of his abilities. Yeah, no, I think Benny Boré is a good, good solid player. Um, again, it's just, I don't know if it's with, it's with USC-type players. I just don't know what you're going to get from them. I know, never. Uh, never seem to have level heads that are kind of... Uh, I think it's the whole Pac-12, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Um, it's, they just play with a lot of emotion, and sometimes that's great, sometimes that's bad. So um, as long as he can come in calm, cool, and collected, just let his basketball team do the talking, I think he could be a very solid player. Um, but a mutual guy that we like uh, in the NBA is Kenny Wooten from Oregon. I think he just, his ability to block shots and catch lobs, I mean, that's what the NBA center is at this point, um, at least the role-playing NBA center. Um, oh, see. my God, I'm such a Pelicans fan. Let's <laughs> go. Oh, my God. I knew that was coming. That's a great <laughs> I can't believe it. The, the Hawks and the Pelicans should just give up. They're done. They nailed it. Home runs. Yeah. Yeah, Pelicans really did crush it. Oh, my God. And they still got more coming. <laughs> That's crazy. I hope that doesn't go to the, the Lakers. Please don't let that go to the Lakers. No way. They make Yeah, right. That make that kind of good. <laughs> yeah, pick. get AD in the 17th pick. You're right. You're right. Yeah, right. Shoot, maybe he'll go to Atlanta. <laughs> so, I don't know if we've actually said it, so Nikhil Alexander-Walker just got drafted by the Pelicans. <laughs> um, you couldn't tell from my excitement? <laughs> There's no small belt. I guess there is one Duke guy left, but that was the next most exciting player for me. What Duke guy's left? Bolden. He's not going. I don't uh, think, though. Yeah. Yeah, no way. I'm telling you, I'd pick him like 60. That dude can, I'm, I promise you, he'll be able to play in the NBA. Do all, depending on what his medical says. That's true. Um, and that's the, the biggest reason I don't think he gets drafted. But for being the 18th pick, and the Pacers have to decide between Goga and Brandon Clark, I mean, <laughs> Kelvin Johnson... They can't be in a better situation, really. Seriously. I mean, Get rid of Thaddeus Young's contract as we speak. Yeah, I mean, they got a ton of options, and I, I think they go. They'll probably go Nas Little just because, I don't know. I would, if I were them, I'd go Kelvin Johnson. Who are we on? Indiana. Indiana. This, I hate this spot in the draft. This is why I didn't make a mock draft because from t- like 13 to 20, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you look at the guys that are still on their roster. So big question mark is Boyan. Um, 
I've I've heard the Spurs are like gonna do everything they can to get him. I don't know how true that is, but that's interesting. Um, but let's take a look at their their cap sheet. I'm so happy the Pelicans just got the kill. <laughs> oh my god! That's a and to pair him with Lonzo. I mean, you got so much play seriously there. Um, you got Ing- I mean Ingram. You can't forget about him. Yeah, I think he. I mean, I was never too. There's some Duke guys that I was never like too high on. And Ingram, I thought would be decent, but I wasn't like in the superstar camp with him. But I think this new situation for him will be great. And you just got Goga to the Pacers. Oh God, I love it. Interesting though, because. Um, right now their free agents are Thaddeus Young, Tyreek Evans, who's not going to be in the league anymore, um, Bogdanovich. So a lot of emptiness on the wing. Um, and they have Miles Turner locked up, Zabonis, uh, TJ Leaf, uh, Elise Johnson. I mean, these guys are four fives. <laughs> And then you bring in another one into the fold. I think maybe they're looking at trading Miles Turner here. Because if they... You think, uh... Think what? Go ahead. I don't even know what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think the... Do you want... I was going to go to the Spurs, so if you want to say anything else about the Pacers, have at it. No, no, I just thought it was interesting. I thought they should have went Keldon Johnson there. Um, as much as I like Goga, I think, like I said, this is the range where you start making. These guys are close enough that you make picks for need more than the best player available. But um, let's go on to the Spurs. What do you got for them? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm between Brandon Clark and Keldon Johnson here. I Kelvin Johnson has to go off the board before 20, I think. I mean, I, I truly think he's a top-10 player in the draft. Like, the, I'm very surprised he hasn't gone. But I don't know that he fits the Spurs, really. I mean, the Spurs are... They have a lot of young guys in the front backcourt. So, um, I cannot wait for DeJounte Murray, Derek White, starting lineup. Um, there's just you still have Bryn Forbes and... Lonnie Walker coming off the bench. Right. So, I mean, you're pretty much set there. Um, and they're getting really old in the front court outside of Yaka Pirtle. Um, they have met two, but he's a, a free agent. They might bring him back for cheap. But for me, I think you go Brandon Clark here to bring a little more defense, defensive coverage for Aldridge and DeRozan. Um and don't forget in the backcourt you got Patty Mills as well. So, um, yeah, I think they go. I think they go Brandon Clark here. That's what I was leaning towards. Also, even though I think Kelvin's better as a prospect, but not. I don't think he's a better fit for those guys. Yeah, and regardless, I mean, Boston is gonna have a heck of a draft again, just simply by guys for sale. It'll be interesting to see where Boston goes. Oh, 
I know. I think... I don't know what I think. I think a lot of things right now. I'm, I'm trying to process all these people still on the board. Yeah, I mean... If, let's say... If Brandon Clark goes here... Boston is looking at a ton of players that... Are at positions they don't need, really... I mean, they'd probably go big. They have 20 and 22? Yeah. Jesus, they're going to get great players there. Yeah, I mean, if if Boston can somehow end with Romeo Langford, Brandon Clark, and say Nick Claxton, I, I think that's everything they needed. Do we have anything, any news on the Thunder with that trade yet or no? Uh, nothing. Nothing imminent. I don't know. I, Everything slowed down all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I think they got so far ahead. <laughs> I know. I looked back at one point, it was like four picks ago. I was like, what the heck? Did I hit the rewind? <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see anything. Let's see. Um I'm looking for I think there's a run on well, I think in terms of like where I rated people, the end of the first round would be a run on guards. I don't know if there's team fits for that, but like I was looking at people like um, uh, like Ty Jerome, Trey Waters, Jalen Hands, uh, not in this order, obviously, but Carson Edwards. Um, people like that, I think, are available at the end of the first round that I feel like have a legit chance of going to like a, a pretty good roster. Like I feel like Ty Jerome, like you said, is going to end up on a really good team and be really helpful. Yeah, I mean, I was hoping... Uh... Milwaukee kept. He feels like a Warriors player. To yeah, me, honestly. Yeah, that's where I have him in my mock is to the Warriors. Um, wow, Spurs with an international player. What a surprise! Who did they draft? Luca. Luca Samantis. Yeah. Yeah, he, I mean he's a very good player. Um, fits their needs. He's able to stretch the floor. Just a hardworking guy. Be a good fit next to Pirtle. <clears throat> Can defend a little bit, but um, hmm. I don't know. The so, thun, I guess the Thunder are 50 50 on trading the 21st pick, but it looks like Nick Claxton is their who they're, they're looking at. Oh, I like that. kind of do I don't know just they definitely need a backup big for sure Patrick Patterson can't be that they don't have the space to I mean it would be a vet minimum contract and you, you don't get get much from that um, so they definitely need someone that can come in and contribute right away honestly I, I like the player but the more I think about it I don't know how much I like the fit on the Thunder, because I feel like 
Craxton's a lot better with the ball in his hands, like making plays, and the Thunder are very solid in that aspect. Yeah. They need floor spacers. Yeah, I, I really that's like, not Claxton yet, at least. I really like Ty Jerome in, in OKC. Um, Cap and Gelly, I'm fine with there. Because I, I can see him playing with Steven Adams. Um, even take a chance on Kevin Porter Jr. But if Keldon's there, I mean, that's that's my number one to OKC. I mean, it seems like you... Uh... Boston just have Romeo. Imagine if Boston runs into Romeo and Keldon Johnson. I mean, there's no need whatsoever there now. But <laughs> yeah. like, I had both those guys in the lottery easily. It's like they have Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> just keep drafting wings. Don't worry about not having any big guys. Just keep drafting wings. Yeah, we'll just ignore the whole series with Milwaukee where Giannis was like, okay, you don't have anyone that's big. You're, you're guarding with Aaron Baines? Okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. It, at some point, people have to realize that Danny Ainge is not a good GM. <laughs> um, so I... I'm trying to figure out where Bull Bull's going to go. Cause I well, think I he's think, pretty I think Boston, interesting. I think Boston for sure. That's probably one It's of funny because he has no ability really inside like the free throw line. <laughs> yeah. Like he's truthfully a, like a shooting guard type player, but he's 7-4. He's the type of player you create in a video game. Then like He's like the new version of Brook... No, not like doesn't play like him, but he's like the new version of Brooke Lopez, where you're over seven feet tall, but you don't go inside three point line. Yeah, <laughs> like lava in there, and you're not allowed. Yeah, if I if I'm running a team, I'm not touching Bull Bull. I told you at the beginning of the year he was going to go too high, but at least that wasn't true. <laughs> yeah. So what do we think Boston does at twenty? Bruno. No. No, I'm just kidding. I say Kevin Gelly. I think Kevin Gelly's perfect right there. I'm going to say Carson Edwards. Whoa. So apparently, not to like bounce all over the place here, but apparently, so Atlanta has a watch party in their arena for the draft, and there's like a good 10,000 people in there. And Cam Reddish got a standing ovation when they drafted him. So, if you want the best in Cam, <laughs> that's how you got to treat him. And I promise you, he's going to bring a whole lot if he has that much support behind him already. Oh, absolutely! Like that's why he. I think that's a big reason why he struggled at Duke is because like people just kind of forgot he was there and like he was trying to prove so much all along when he really didn't need to. But like Atlanta just wanted him so bad, and <laughs> that's that's who got him. And now he's going to be really good, I think. Uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm very confident Cam's going to be an all-star. So, in other NBA news, Damian Lillard dropped a diss track to Marvin Bagley. Yeah, Bagley sent him his rap this morning. 
He did. And that's, yeah, that's Dame's response. Nice. Because they, did you see why? Yeah. Because Bagley was on first take and they said, who's the best rapper? And Bagley obviously said himself, because why would you say anyone else? And Dame didn't like it. Then they said, bring him on first take and do it. Dame said he doesn't want to go on first take, which was my favorite part of the whole thing. (laughs) And then they just sent it to each other quietly. So that's nice. Yeah. No, I prefer that. I prefer them going first take and diss first take. That would have been much better. <laughs> yeah. All right, so who, to get back on the wagon a little bit, um, <laughs> who do you have, who would you have going undrafted that you think will be drafted? Uh, Basically, who would you not pick that you think will get picked? Taylor Horton Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Leave my Cyclones out of your mouth, damn it. Uh, no, I would draft him just in the late second. Um, that's a good question. Uh, let me look through. Do you got anybody on the top of your head? Grant. Yeah. I would. St- I think I still would draft him. Um I don't like Luke King too much from Oregon. I know a lot of people like him. I don't think he really does anything. Yeah, I was actually just looking at him. Nas Reed, I wouldn't touch. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe Jalen Holden. I, I, I still kind of like Ty's battle, but his shooting performance this last year just made me want to run away. Oh. So I don't know. I think he's more of an undrafted guy. Cody Martin. Caleb Martin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the Michigan guys are really interesting too. I think oh, I feel like it's either all of them get drafted or none of them get drafted. Well, someone is going to get a steal Charles Matthews. I think with that injury it sucks, but Yeah, he he's just going to he's such a good defender. And I think Jordan Poole uh I mean, I feel like he's the best of the three of them. I think Iggy is right there with Rui and uh, Nas, where, like, I think he was good in college because he played the four, and, like, most four men couldn't cover him, especially in the Big Ten, where they mostly play two bigs, a lot of teams. Or at least (laughs) there's two guys that can't really move their feet too well. So I think he kind of was able to expose people like that, but he won't be able to play the four in the NBA, I don't think, and he's just not athletic enough to play the three. I don't think he shoots it well enough, and I don't think he can handle it well enough either. So I think he's going to have a hard time in the NBA. So the – yeah, no, I, I agree on that. But uh, we have a trade. So um, Boston is selecting Matthias Steibel for the Sixers, who are trading the 24th pick and a 33rd pick, which is odd to me. Boston is picking up more draft picks. Um So now and drafting for a team that they're competing against. Yeah. Um, and I, I thought that was weird that <laughs> Philly... Tri- I know they lo- they really locked in on Thibault. I think that's who made him, made him a promise at the, com- in the Combine. Um, but weird to, to draft up. I don't know. 
I guess they were worried about the Thunder. Taking him. Why? They already have Roberson. <laughs> True. His clone. Thibault's a much better shooter, though. Ryan Rusillo said the 76ers want to make sure Embiid never has any spacing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. that. I mean, it's tough because Washington was, they had so many good players, but just a bad offense. Um, it was tough for Thibault to get good looks. I mean, there was games where he shot well. Who, so who do you have? I, I mean, what? Well, I was going to change the topic. What do you got? Yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. Said so who, how many second rounders have been picked for you? Oh, man. Um, just Chuma and Tyler Hero, I think. But they were both, like, fringe first-rounders for me. Yeah, I guess. Because I, I had Okiki. Uh, Bible, I had 31st, so now three. Oh, Thunder traded with Memphis to go from 21 to 23. Wow, they're really penny-pinching here. <laughs> Who's Memphis want? Keldon? Please be Keldon. Please let this kid go. <laughs> I'm about to call. Like, I'm about to make a phone call to somebody. <laughs> He's way too good if you pick 20, whatever we are, 21st. Yeah, I mean, I'm still shocked Brandon Clark's still there. Yeah, I think the, those measurements didn't end. Memphis wants Brandon Clark, so there you go. Sounds about right. A physical, athletic guy. Sure. Yeah, I had Grant Williams going to Memphis. <laughs> um, I mean, that's a fine pick. So, I mean, they could have a starting lineup of Ja, DeLon Wright. Who else did they get? Um, I guess... Jay Crowder, Brandon Clark, and J- Jaron Jackson Jr. Hmm. They still won't be able to score too well, but... Still got the grit and grind, though. That's all that matters. Yeah. forever. How mad are you going to be when the Thunder take Nas Little? It's, yeah, I didn't anticipate it. Um... <laughs> And then they're going to let him play with Jeremy Grant. <laughs> it's like someone just just yeah. stood on top of Jeremy Grant's head for like two inches worth and made it all go to his stomach a little bit. And that, yeah. There you go. Jeez, Sam. that's You can do better than that. <laughs> the 2024 second rounder just to move down two slots. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know Thibault didn't work out for anybody. Wow. Yeah, he got a promise in the combine. Damn. Why bother showing off how bad you can shoot? (laughs) 
especially in an open gym. Oh, I just need defenders. It's weird for me when no one's around. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we got Boston back on the clock. They go bull uh, bull here. Well, did Memphis actually pick Brandon Clark yet? Oh, I don't know. I mean, we're probably still in the lottery on TV, aren't we? <laughs> no, they're on the... Well, technically the Thunder are on the clock at 21, so this would be Memphis. But I didn't. I don't think anyone, like, officially said... I still can't believe Dame picked this time to release a diss track, damn it. I got <laughs> other things I'm preoccupied with. <laughs> So Boston is 22 and 24. They can't possibly... It has to be Kevin Gelly. It's It's got to be a big. I say Kevin Gelly to Boston. Who's after that? Utah? What do they need? No. Uh, after them is the Thunder. Because that tra- Utah was traded to Memphis, and Memphis just traded up. Oh. All right. Um... Carson for you guys? No, I, I, I think it will be Nick Claxton. That I don't know. I don't love that. I don't either. That I really like Nick, but I just don't like that fit really at all. I only like that if if Steven Adams is traded for Bradley Beal. Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, my prediction... I'm trying to figure out who's still in the green room. Oh, yeah. Keldon, Bull Bull, Nas Little, Brandon Clark, Kevin Porter Jr., I think. I don't know if there's anybody else. Kevin Gelly. Kevin Gelly's in there. My guess is one of them is a second-round pick. Who? At least one of them. kind of hope it's... I think... I don't know. I feel like the end of the first round, they're just going to take a chance. Like a guy like Nas Little, no joke, after the Jordan Brand Classic last year, was legitimately supposed to be the first pick in the draft. Like there was mock drafts, mock drafts with that happening, and now he might not be a first round pick. And he like just didn't even play in college, really. Like that's crazy to me. I don't think Nas Little gets past Portland. <laughs> so that they can just have like a. A weird mix between a three and a four, play the four, but like isn't actually that great, but can kind of get the job done and be athletic. I mean, they need wings. It just so it, this should be Brandon Clark. I, so we say Brand. Oh, at least I say Brandon Clark. Obviously, then Kevin Gelly. Then I don't know what the. If you say Claxton, then somehow that would mean Kelvin Johnson's still on the board at twenty four. And Boston has another chance, and they just can't possibly have that many wings. I want. I would like Keldon in Portland. Um, yeah, I would like that a lot too. Actually, when do they pick? Twenty five. Twenty five, and there's a very good chance he's there. I don't think he gets by twenty six with the Cavs. He can't. There's no way. <laughs> like, there's no way they could pass that off. Well, yeah, I can. So. Kelvin and Nas Little, I think, are 25-26 in some order. Uh, Claxton's 20, 23. 
I think. Bull Bulls, 22. Just who's 24 to Boston? Carson Edwards? Yeah, I could see that. And then I think Kevin Porter Jr. goes to Detroit at 30. This was, yeah, I don't <laughs> There's a lot of flyers I feel like need to be taken. Yeah, I mean, still a lot of talent left. I mean, another guy that I do really like is Terrence Davis. Um, out of my Ole Miss. <laughs> Did they make it to the Final Four? I was just wondering. Yeah, they were right there. <laughs> the refs lost. You owe me. The refs lost the game. You for still them. owe me money from them losing there. Who did they play? Ar- Arkansas? Don't worry about it. No. Who did they play? Uh, they could They could have knocked off the champs right afterwards. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh, Jesus. Why did I ask that question? That game ruined my bet that first. By the way, you're welcome for the Virginia. Well, you also said it, but everyone that's listening is welcome for Virginia as a future bet. Oh, well, I said from the beginning that um, Virginia was my national championship pick. Yeah, and that was one of my three future bets. So, yeah, it's also a nice little time. All right, so... And I don't want anyone to think I went off the deep end after Duke lost. We were really going to do a podcast, but it was very late, and I was a little bit miserable, I won't lie, but then Michael had to leave the next day, so it didn't work out. Yeah. I didn't go crazy, I swear. He did. <laughs> NH- NHL 3-on-3 saved me a little, little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's make our predictions for the last part of the, the first round. Um, All right, who do we got? So, up on the clock right now, it's Boston at 22. Wait, did, oh yeah, Brandon Clark just went, okay. Boston at 22, I say Captain Gilly. Okay, I say, uh, I don't know if they take Bull Bull here, 24. Here, let's see. Do you get the order up? Sure. <laughs> I can go back to it. Um, I got it. What do you want? So a 22. I think... I think Boston takes... Yeah, I'm going to stay with Bull Bull. Okay. So a 23. Okay, see, I'm saying Nick Claxton. I'll say that just because I trust you on that one since you have the inside scoop with those guys (laughs) um then 24 back to Boston Uh, I'm gonna stick with Carson Edwards there yeah I'm with you on that one too I like that one and 25 is Portland I say Portland goes Keldon Johnson that's crazy that he's there 
Yeah, I'm with you on that one too. <laughs> 26 Cleveland. Um, 100% sure they would take Nas Little in that situation. Nas Little, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that one as well. <laughs> That's got Anthony Bennett written all over it. <laughs> um, 27 is Brooklyn, right? Yeah. Wait, yeah, yeah, 26, yes, 27 is Brooklyn. Uh, I'm going to say Darius Baisley there. Ooh. I'm going to go Kevin Porter. Okay. And 28's... I hate that, but... <laughs> 28's Golden State. Uh, I'm going... Jesus, I don't know what I'm going. I'll go Casey Akpala. I was looking at that one, too. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I kind of like Isaiah Ruby there, too, but I don't know. Ah, they need a guard, though. Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to stay. I'm going to say Ty Jerome. That would make sense if it's a guard. Oh, Maybe. Uh, Williams. No. Yep. To Boston? Oh, my word. What the heck? That's a... Uh... Yuck pick. <laughs> I mean, they, they are... Yeah, I don't like that at all. I, I, want, I can't wait to see the battles between Grant Williams and Gershon Yabasele. <laughs> the amount of freaking girth on those guys. <laughs> yeah, and then they got Semi Ojale too. Jeez. They're going to need to order... Seriously. Yeah, order new weights. All right, who's after Brooklyn? Golden State, and then... Oh, we did that one. Uh, then the Spurs. Yikes. Capping, get... Uh, who did they pick now? Uh, who did they pick? In? Oh, uh, Samanich. Samanich. Whatever. Yeah. I'll say Eric Pascal. Hmm, okay. Feels like a Spurs player. I don't like anybody there. Can I pass? <laughs> Just no pick. Uh, I'll say Jonte Porter. Hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Him and Daniel Gafford were highly rated before the season started, and then obviously uh, Jonte couldn't play, and Gafford was pretty bad. So I want to see what happens to those two guys. But I think Jonte can make enough plays and has enough interest in Everyone knows how good his brother's going to be, so. Yeah, which Denver I would like to see trade into this. Into the early second. And get another wing. Then we got Milwaukee, right? No, Detroit. Oh, yeah. I say Bull Bull there. I haven't used him yet. I feel like he'll be picked in the first round, so there you go. Uh, I will say... I'll say Gafford there. So we didn't pick Bruno. That's sad. Yeah, I feel like he's gonna be like thirty-three to thirty-six range. Yeah, right when Atlanta could have picked. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? Um, 
Let's just so Brooklyn's got the first pick, the second draft or second round. Interesting. They need a. I think like they could use a wing. Wing or a a physical center. Jared Allen's great, but just can get bodied. So. Uh, I would say Bruno there. I'll say uh, Oni from Yale. Wow, he's going early for you. <laughs> sure, smart guy. Can he? You can play a little bit. <laughs> I think he's forties at the earliest. Uh, from about. Um, 25 to, like, 50 on my board, those numbers don't really exist. Like, anyone can go anywhere in that range for me. Yeah. Uh, fair. Because, um, I mean, I literally have Oni at 40 on my board. <laughs> like, he is number 40. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Um, kind of boring at the end of this first half. Not too much <laughs> happened, but... Definitely a crazy first half of the... Let's just do quick winners and losers. Um, I mean, the winners couldn't be any more obvious, if you ask me. Yeah. Atlanta, uh, Charlotte, New Orleans. I think all... um, All did pretty well. I think the Knicks did good, too. They just didn't mess it up. I think that was important. Yeah. And Memphis did well. I think John Moran and Brandon Clark... It's a, it's a good draft. Um, losers, I think quite clearly Phoenix and Washington. I think Boston messed it up too. Yeah, Boston's a little weird with how they how they drafted there. Um, yeah, and, and um, Orlando was kind of strange. I love Okiki, but... 16's early. He's probably not going to play till After the All-Star break, but uh, if I'm them, I'm, yeah, I'm holding them all year. But he doesn't, I don't know, he doesn't fit the mold of the magic for me, but yeah. I think he's going to be good. I just, it didn't make a ton of sense. No. I think they could have traded back and gotten him, honestly. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. It seemed like there was a lot of quite a few teams that wanted to trade up. So. All right, so before we leave, who's the highest people left before we sign off for you? Um, oops. Let's see. You, you want me to go first while you look? Yeah, go ahead. All right, so I have Keldon, obviously. Then I have Nas Little, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Bruno Kevin Gelly, Carson Edwards, and Bull Bull. Okay. Um, I would throw in Claxton, Beasley. Oh, yeah. Forgot about him. <laughs> yeah, those, those pretty much it. But, yeah, uh, that wraps it up. Anything else? Uh, no, I'm good. All right, well, 
we'll uh, get this out probably um, tomorrow at some point. And then we'll we'll follow up with some reactions and, and some team breakdowns coming soon. So stay tuned for that. But we'll uh, catch you next time. Show up, get out on the floor. All I wanna know, can we turn this thing out?